Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes. And that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I'm glad to have you here with us today. I have a new guest, obviously. Well, well, I guess not obviously. I've had return guests, but I've got a new guy coming on this week to tell you his story and see what lessons he's learned. So I want to introduce you all to Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing mighty fine. Thank you for having me today. Glad to, glad to, man. So the first question I ask everyone, let's just get right to it. Tell us, Nick, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, I think what qualifies me to be on the Fat Guy Forum is I have been overweight my entire life. Uh, Elementary school, junior high, high school, I was always one of the heaviest uh, kids in school. I mean, even in high school, I topped out at 320 pounds in high school even. and that was pretty much my whole life. My weight would always fluctuate down to maybe 300, but I would always balloon back up. Um, and so it's just been an, I've just lived an overweight life, um, never getting super heavy compared to some other people, but I've always been in the 300s basically my entire life. Um, and I had lost about 80 pounds back in 2011, and I was on track to change my life back then uh but that's when i got the unexpected phone call that my uh well i got the phone call to come home to find out um while my mom was out of town she passed away and i uh you know just like i'm sure a lot of people will relate to you deal with the pain with food it satisfies you in the moment um you feel the instant regret and then to deal with the regret you have more food And so not only did I gain that 80 pounds back, I gained more. So I actually, that's when I went up to my heaviest of 350 pounds and I stayed there uh, for a couple years. And so um, previously dealing with obesity, I accepted the funny fat guy role. Um, That was my thing. I always made fun of myself to hide the pain and comfort it. Uh, which I did back in elementary school, junior high, high school, all that stuff. So I was I was basically reliving my life, what I was previously trying to change again for years. And uh, I'm sorry, obviously, that you face a, you know a tragedy like that. You know, at any point in our lives, that that's not easy to deal with. And obviously, I think it makes sense that food would come into play. Knowing though that your relationship with food, you know, had already kind of developed into something that that wasn't healthy for you, you know, being over 300 pounds in high school, you know, where do you, where do you think that came from for you? Like, have you thought about that? Like, was it habit based? Was it, you know, sometimes people are dealing with kind of, you know, using food as an emotional, you know, mechanism. Like, where do you think that really kind of came from for you? 
I came. I think it just came from the the ease of access. Uh, growing up, I grew up in a, a a small. Well, it's kind of a bigger town now in Minnesota. It was. It's called Stillwater. It's forever growing. It's. They got the historic downtown. They. Uh, where I lived was maybe you know ten blocks from uh, an ice cream shop. It's 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 a highly renowned ice cream shop, and my mom was friends with the owner. So all I had to do, although I was riding my bike to that place. I would show up, he would give me the uh, a large free slushy, he would give me free candy, and what do you think, I, I'd eat it, and I'd go home, and I would eat whatever else was in the house, so it was, I had an ease of access, and my mom, I was very much a mama's boy, uh, if I wanted something, I got it, and so I, it was just the ease of it, that I didn't even have to try to, to get it, it was just available, all I had to do was ask. And were other members of your family overweight, or were you kind of an outlier? It it was pretty much me. Um, my mom dealt with. Um, she kind of. Uh, she was a little a little heavier, but then she had a not a surgery to lose weight, but she had a surgery that caused her to lose weight because she just couldn't eat because she wasn't feeling well. Otherwise, um, as of now, my brothers gained some weight, but that's just. Uh, that's just now over time of him eating, eating whatever he chooses to or drinks whatever he wants to. Otherwise, he wasn't heavy. Um, my dad, I mean, my family is not actually like very obese. Like I have an uncle who can drink a 12 pack of Mountain Dew a day, eat McDonald's, Taco Bell, and he can't get, he's he's tried to do all that just to gain weight because he's so skinny. Um, and so it, it, it doesn't actually run in my family um, that I'm aware of. So you know, you talked about losing weight in 2011, uh, around that time. Had you tried to diet before then? Was that like always where I, I guess the question more is like, were you conscious of your size growing up or was it just something that you had just accepted? It, that's who you were. I accepted that's who I was. And not only did I accept it, I owned it. I was, I, I was the fat guy in high school that had no enemies. Nobody bothered me. Nobody picked on me. I was cool with uh, the popular kids. I was cool with the jocks. I was I was cool with everybody because I played that fat guy role that was funny. Everybody liked me, so I, I had accepted that, and uh, I, I basically just that I yeah I just accepted it and lived in it basically. No, I think that I think a lot of us you know go through that, and whether someone faces bullying or targeting, like they or not, like they're you know you develop that identity, and so. What was it like when you st like what started to make you conscious of your size like even just that first time losing weight like what was it that made you think okay I need to do something about this I I think it was just the the loneliness like I had friends but I didn't have like a significant other I didn't feel like I looked like I should you know being a 6 foot 5 guy I didn't want to be that huge boulder guy anymore. I didn't want to look a certain way. And I started feeling ashamed of myself. And so I think I was just finally like, you know what? You're, you're better than this. You need to do something to change, whether it's a little bit or drastic. And so I one day I just decided that it was time to change. And so you made that, that change then and put the weight back on. You know, obviously you, you've taken us through some of that, like, what was what was life like when you when you were 350 pounds? It was miserable. I was just 
super lazy. Um, when it came to while I was eating, I was, I was a mess. I would eat what I'd want, but then I would go, I'd go play basketball for an hour and, you know, just be just out of breath. But then to become, you know, just, I would sit down after basketball and just eat probably 2000 calories, if not drink it as well. And so whatever activity I was doing, I was going nowhere basically. And it was, it was, it was miserable back then, especially when, I uh, recently, well, three years ago, my son was born and being 350 pounds, I was literally getting exhausted from sitting on the couch holding him and he couldn't even crawl yet. And then that's when I'm like, I can't be his dad. I want to be, I love sports. I love being active. I can't live my life like this and I can't be the father for him or the husband to my wife that I should be. And I literally was started watching YouTube videos one day and I discovered a uh, a channel his name's Bricks Fitness and he was a father of two children and he he documented his his weight loss and I was like wait so you're telling me he has two kids and he can do this I have one kid you know I I can do this I can do that and I studied you know intermittent fasting I studied some diets and then literally like a week later I got my gym membership and started showing up at the gym at 5 a.m. And I just started. And what – so, I mean, that's a big I, – I think that's a story that I, I hear, you know, from several guys and probably a lot of people listening in terms of that idea of being the – you know, having children and, and seeing, you know, this your behavior having an impact on how you're, you know, parenting, like having an effect on that. Like I think that's a powerful force that isn't just about – the children, like it's just about who you want to be as a person. So I think that, that, you know, kind of comes into focus for a lot of people. And so you started going to the gym and, you know, you kind of made this switch or are you always that kind of person, you know, like, uh, I'm not doing anything to now I'm doing it all. Like what, you, you know, that all or nothing mentality, is that there for you? Yeah. I, I, I literally, if I commit to something, I'm going 150% on it. Uh, I drive my wife nuts. Cause she goes, you know, you're so all about this. And then, and when I say this, it's, it's other things in life. And she goes, you're all about this for a short period of time. And then you just drop off. It's like, yeah, I, I give it my all. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm, I just, I'm not about it anymore. And then along with my son, she was also another reason I wanted to lose weight because I was, as I watched my weight gain go up or watched my weight go up, I also watched hers go up. And I realized that not only was I affecting my, my son, but through the years of me and my wife being together, uh, dating and then being married, I watched my habits increase her weight. And so that's when I was like, you know, it, it started with my son, but then when I realized what kind of person I was going to be for him if I didn't change, I reflected on my life situation and looked at pictures and watched my wife's weight go up as well. And I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for too long and I've, I've damaged, uh, you know, a lot of stuff here. I need to make a change drastically. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to change. Mm. Oh, I think that makes sense. And so you, you made some drastic changes. What was it like when you got started? Uh, it, best way I can put it, it sucked. I was not used to waking up that early, uh, especially to go to the gym before work. Uh, I decided that the 5 a.m. workouts were was going to fit my lifestyle because of having a wife and a son. 
I wanted to work out while they were sleeping so that I wasn't missing moments so that I didn't uh, have to go after work uh, because I didn't want to miss time with them. Plus, I've found too many people who, who message me all the time going, what do you advise me to do for working out? I'm too tired after work. I always say, go before work then. What, you, that, you're, that's your option. Go before work. And, you know, it was, it was difficult at first um, with the workouts, with the eating healthy. But I'm going to tell you, even after the first month, I started seeing my body change and I got hooked. I was feeling good. I was looking at myself going, oh, look at, you know, look at those. Sh-. You can, you can start to see a little definition here and there. And so I literally got hooked on health and fitness and bettering my life. And what was your, you you made changes to your eating. What was your eating like before you started to make those changes? So we can kind of hear kind of like the contrast. It was, I I literally ate whatever I want, wanted. It was, um, it it was junk. It was just unhealthy meals, you know, so just, just, I, I couldn't even describe like what I would make at home as far as food goes, but like I would go to Taco Bell with $10 and go, well, this is $9 menu items. And I would get that for myself. And then whatever my wife wanted, I would eat whatever she didn't eat because I was all about not letting food go to waste. So I would, I would consume everything in sight, even if it wasn't my food. It was, I was literally eating everything. And so what were the changes you made? Like, how did you get started with food? So what I started doing was I looked at some meal prepping videos on YouTube, got a kind of a base idea. I I installed the MyFitnessPal app on my phone. I weighed myself. I set my, my goal in that application as far as wanting to lose two pounds a week. And so I was able to see my calories or what I was allowed. And I, I just started measuring and weighing my food and cutting out uh, best I'll put it bluntly, the garbage. I stopped eating candy bars. You know, I replaced candy bars with protein bars. I replaced milkshakes with protein shakes. Uh, I started eating burgers without the buns to save the calories. Uh, just those kinds of things. I just, I just made healthier choices. Which I think makes sense, man, that you were able to kind of make that shift, make those changes. And then start to see some results right away. Like that's, you know, that's a big change. And, you know, no matter what path you, you take with your, your food choices, like that had to add up quick. So what was, what was your progression like? Like how, you know, how fast did you really start to see the scale change and like all those, those other things that come with it in terms of like gym progress? And I, I started to see it very quickly. I, I took, I even took pictures like one month apart at the beginning of the journey and there were some drastic changes and that's why I got hooked because I started seeing them and the weight honestly started to it was falling off at first you know two three pounds a week and then it started plateauing a little bit so then I would change my diet and I'd see the weight start to drop again so it it was it was it was awesome at first it, it just started falling off and then like I said that got me hooked so take us kind of through that, like where you where you've gotten to with your weight loss and, and the physical changes that you've made. So I started this journey at 350 pounds, uh, you know, wearing trip uh, four triple and triple X clothes. Um, I got down to my lowest weight of uh, as far as I can remember, even junior high, I got down to 215 pounds. 
I my pant size went from 46s to 32s. My shirts I can wear size large. Uh, that's just weight alone. But then my my physical body, uh, I, I I don't look the same at all, and it's just amazing. It's my my strength has gone up as well. I you know I started. I remember when I started this journey. I struggled to shoulder press uh, 30 pound dumbbells. Um, struggled to do it. I mean, six to eight reps, even that when I first started at the gym, uh, just on Tuesday this week, I was shoulder pressing 65s for 12 reps, uh, which, so, I mean, that's a, a large increase for that. Uh, and so I've, I've seen my strength go up. I've seen my body change and I, I'm still so committed to this that I, I, there's no words to describe it. Even my wife goes, I, you know, it's amazing because now even she herself just last night got herself a gym membership. She had um, she had weight loss surgery in February Her, herself. Now she's down uh, 160 pounds already this year. And so my my changes are making other people want to change. And it's that that part that part is just the most incredible feeling is uh, others wanting to see that it's possible and then them wanting to take the steps to do it. That that's awesome to hear, man. And what what's changed in terms like now you've got your son is three, so he's obviously much more mobile. Like, what is it like you know being being a dad now? Oh, it's I can I can literally do anything and everything he wants to do. If he wants to go for a walk, if he wants to even even when we go to the park, I can go up the rock climbing walls. I can go down the slides. I can play basketball with him. I can, uh, when, when he's of age to go to the, the theme parks, the, like, uh, the amusement parks and all that, the roller coasters or anything like that. I used to get asked to get off the ride because of not only my weight, but because I'm six foot five, I was, I didn't fit on rides. I was too, it was, you know, it was a click away from going in, but I was too tall to where I could, I, and too overweight to where I couldn't ride the rides anymore. I actually got asked to get off of them um, a, a few times to where I'm not going to have to worry about that now. Uh, and I love sports and I'm going to be able to coach my son, show my son exactly how to do everything that I always wanted to do. I didn't grow up playing sports because I was never pushed to. And I was actually ashamed of my weight. I didn't want to play football until I played football. My first year of football was my junior year in high school. Because I didn't want to get on the scale in, in uh, junior high to see if I was a lightweight or heavyweight because I thought people were going to judge me. So I never played sports. And now I'm excited to see my son. Um, he already loves baseball. He already loves the drums. I'm, I'm already excited to see what he's going to do in life. And I'm going to be able to participate and do all of it with him. And that, that sense of commitment that you still have to the process and keeping yourself going... What do you think are the things that that keep that fire burning for you? I I still see my body changing. I still ha I still set goals for myself. Like uh, one of my goals is by the end of twenty twenty one, I would like to see my abs. I've never even thought that that would be a possibility. So I still I keep setting goals um, for myself, just like uh, at the beginning or late uh, late. 2020 or no sorry early 2020 late 2019 I did the first pull-up I ever have ever done in my life I did the first dip of my life I've done the I did the first push-up of my life and so I set those goals 
to keep me going, to keep me motivated as far as, okay, what have, what have I not done before? Okay, I've been seeing my abs. All right, that's the next goal. Let's crush it. And so I, I'm just continuing to see my body change and it keeps me excited. No, that's awesome. And, and I think that's key when, when we talk about these journeys. Like it's not a, a start and an end. Like there's this idea of having to continually challenge yourself and having to be able to find new things to work towards because you, you've seen accomplishments on the scale. You know, you know the transformation of your body that way. But it's good to have those other things in focus so that there is something that's still there to, to add some drive. Exactly. And I think I think if, if I could just throw it out there, I think a lot of people need to um, make their goals obtainable because when people want to start these journeys, when I talk to them, they always talking about wanting to lose like this astronomical amount of weight from the get go. When I started this journey, I, I didn't even put a number on it. I'm, I just said I need to change and make healthy choices. And it's led to losing, and it's taken me a little over two years to lose roughly 140 pounds, could be more because I put on muscle during the journey. But I didn't, I know people who go, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds in two months. No, make it more reasonable. You don't need to lose that. That's not super healthy to do it that fast. And so I think people set the goals too high. And then when they fall from those high goals, it hurts. And then they quit because they didn't reach their goal. You know, people who say, I want to lose 100 pounds in six months, and they only lose 40. That 40 pounds is life changing. I don't, you know, I think a lot of people overlook what they accomplish and say it's not good enough when losing that little bit of that, if you want to call it little bit of weight in comparison to the goal, could have possibly saved your life. I, I think you're 100% right. I think having that perspective on, on setting goals is really important. And what, when it comes to thinking about helping people set, you know, kind of define what measurable and achievable goals are for themselves, like, what do you think are things that people might not be thinking about when they're starting a weight loss or a fitness journey that are good for them to strive for? I think they're so focused on the, like the scale number, the weight number, that, that that's their ultimate goal, that they don't focus on all the other aspects of the journey. Uh, because yes, we all want to lose weight, but this is all about building a maintainable lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle. So it's not only looking at the scale, but look at all the other places that you can start to make healthier choices. Uh, like I said, when I first started uh, on my journey, I just started by, off by removing the hamburger bun from eating my hamburger. I just started making those healthier choices to where now it's sustainable to where I know what I can have and when I can't. So it's it's just finding healthy alternatives, uh, walking more. If you're going to go to the grocery store, park further away, get your steps in, walk, you know, go go to work, take the stairs, just find ways to be active and moving your body. And then the weight will fall off as long as you're in a calorie deficit. So I think it's 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 all about just building healthy, healthy habits. And that, that that's funny you say habits, because that was going to be one of my next questions was, what do you really think are the key habits that you've built that have allowed you to achieve the success you've had and allow you to see this as a sustainable life for you? It, it, it's, really been, it's really been just finding those, I, and I keep saying it, healthy alternatives. It's finding where you can still find joy in food 
and not have to sacrifice the healthiness part of it. Um, when I cook for my wife, you know, when we have when we have uh, burgers, she says, Nick, these burgers taste better than whatever I, any burger I've ever eaten. And I make them by hand with ground chicken, eggs and some seasoning. It's a healthier alternative that we're not having to go out and spend money on something that's unhealthy, because then you're going to look back on it and go, well, I can't believe I spent that much money on on that unhealthy stuff. And you're just going to be even more sad, which is going to drive you to probably eat more and do all the unhealthy stuff. Um, and so I've just, once again, replaced candy bars with Snickers or sorry, <laughs> well, <laughs> replace. That wouldn't be a great Re replacement. No, that I replaced candy bars with protein bars. My protein shakes, those have been um, a big asset to me as well as helping get the protein. In all honesty, I I don't even give sweets anymore because I've removed them from my my diet. That when I do eat one, like a gummy worm or something, I almost feel sick because you know you, your body become your body doesn't need it. I know your brain thinks you do, but your body doesn't. And so by removing those, I I don't even crave them anymore. To be honest with you. And what do you? Is there anything that you still that that you would identify as the things that you struggle with? Um, it's, it's hard to say, like, don't get me wrong. I still get cravings here and there. And I kind of like, you know, I start to like, if you want to call it itch, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I could totally just steal one of my son's, uh, frosted covered, uh, graham crackers or so, you know, I could easily do that. So what I, what I've done is I've, I have surrounded myself with healthy choices, like uh, I keep in the cupboard and fridge, I keep my Greek yogurt. So if I want something sweet, that's there. Or if I want something a little different, I have my sugar-free Jello. You know, I, I just surround myself with healthy options so that even if, I, I don't know if you guys know, but a sugar-free Jello only has five calories in it. You can literally eat four of those cups and only consume 20 calories and feel mega satisfied. So that even when I do have one of those moments and I, and I, want to if you want to call it binge or do do something a little crazy i know in my in my brain i have worked out super hard in the morning i deserve it i've earned it and that it's literally going to be no calories to where i don't have to be hard on myself so i always surround myself with healthy low calorie options i think that that all sounds that's great advice man and i'm wondering for you Looking ahead, because there's some other parts of your journey I, I do want to get into that we haven't talked about yet, but I'm just, I feel like I'm at a point where I want to ask the question, like, what are, so looking ahead at 2021, like, what are your, your physical goals this year? Like, I know you want to see your abs, like, is there anything built around that or things you're putting into place to get you there? Yeah, I have, um, well, right now I'm currently doing a, a hard 75 challenge where I'm doing, uh, I'm supposed to pick a diet that I've never done before, basically, and stick to it for those 70 days. So I've chosen to do the carnivore diet, and I'm uh, hoping that that will kind of throw some, throw some, uh, some tr strange angles at my body and confuse it because it's never done that before. I've always done the carb cycling uh, diet. So some days I have low carbs, no carbs, high carbs, but to have no carbs aside from dairy, I my body is still adjusting to it to this day. I'm 15 days into it. So I'm trying that. And then I've just, I've just been looking at myself in the mirror and being like, you want to see your abs? Just like everything else you've done thus far, you have to work towards it. So I've committed to myself to uh, do some more ab routines, 
maybe mix in a little more cardio because I hate cardio. I'm not going to lie. Um, so those are some things I've done. Uh, that's that's the real ultimate goal. I I do by that's by the end of the year. I have been looking into doing um, one of those uh, weight loss transformation uh, categories at a building body co- bodybuilding competition. Uh, that usually happens, I think, around August. Uh, it's down in Texas. And so that's kind of, besides the abs, that's that's the main goal. And it's, I sometimes have a hard time letting my walls down when it comes to my weight loss because I don't do it for attention. So when I get attention, I don't know how to receive it because I'm not doing it for that. So when I get people who, you know, come up to me uh, at church or when I go to a family function and they haven't seen me for a while and they say, you look amazing, I, I, I get super awkward. I'm not an awkward person, but when it comes to talking about this, I kind of I kind of have a shell. And so I, I go into that. And so I, I feel like competing if you want to use the word competing in something like that to where I have to go in front of a bunch of strangers literally and demonstrate my show off my if you want to call it my body my transformation I I feel like that would be an accomplishment that I have never even fathomed before so that's that's kind of the goal obviously with COVID going on I don't know how it's going to happen or take place and all that kind of stuff but that's that's still a goal that I, I I'm aiming for regardless if it happens or not I'm shooting for it still nice and so let's talk about carnivore for a minute because you know I'm doing carnivore right now too we're in the middle of world carnivore month for a lot of people and so this is a new you know I, I'm curious just what what has been the things that you've learned or what are the things that have been you know kind of new to you um, taking that approach um, like I said before, I'm used to doing like a carb cycle diet. So some days I was already used to having low or no carbs, but the, the hardest part so far about the diet though, is, is I, I, you know, I can't have my protein bars and I can't have my protein shakes. So those were quick fixes to make sure you hit your protein goal. Uh, you can pr- drink a protein shake and get 15 grams of protein and not even feel full to where I am feeling super stuffed because of the amount of food I have to eat, like the, all the protein and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, and it will be interesting though. I will note that, uh, mid November, I, I did test positive for COVID and I did have it. Um, and tomorrow marks two months since I haven't had taste or smell. So all this food I'm eating, I can't taste or smell it. So it, it makes it hard to stomach all of it and then find joy in it. So it's, it's been very, interesting but i've i haven't seen any uh like performance in the gym issues yet i haven't felt groggy or tired so um i i'm feeling good about it that's for sure so i i think what you've been dealing with nick is something that a lot of people you know obviously it's it's been a very strange situation for everyone in dealing with the after effects of covid especially with that that taste and smell affecting you know making food changes for you and and dealing with volume so that's just i think that's an interesting thing that some people are, are, are going through, but it sounds like you're still kind of hitting the goals that you need to hit and kind of pushing through that. Yeah. I, I look at the food. I know what I need to eat on a daily basis. And I know with how hard I work out that I need to feel my body. So I will be honest that there are some times where I don't feel like eating because I'm still a little full for my previous meal. And with the not tasting or smelling, um, you know, don't want to eat based just off of that alone. 
but knowing and understanding that Nick, you worked out for an hour and a half this morning. You need to consume food for your muscles to repair, grow stronger and bigger. And for you to hit your macros and calorie goal, you need to eat. And so it's like, all right, just let me put my big boy pants on and grab my fork and knife and eat this no matter what. Uh, and, you know, it, it does, It I'll put it in retrospect, it does suck. I mean, like I can't enjoy the foods um, that I cook. Like I don't even season some of my foods for my wife because I don't want to over season what I'm cooking because I can't taste it anyway. So, so, so I watch her like season the food. I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, it's super bland, but I can't taste it. I don't want to ruin it. So it's been interesting. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely an interesting challenge. And I do want to be, while we're, you know, we're talking and have time, I, I want, there's been some interesting things that have happened on your journey that are not just related to the success you've had, but some connections you've built and some things you've been able to become a part of. Like you, you talked about Bricks Fitness as being a, an inspiration to get started. And I know you shared with me that you were actually able to meet up. Yeah, he uh, he had me on his podcast uh, back in September of 2019. He does a podcast as well. And after we ended the podcast, he said, you know, Nick, I would love to get together with you. I'm shooting these videos for transformations. And uh, we decided he wanted to he, we met we met up in Chicago. I had I have in-laws in Chicago. So I I drove down there, met him. We recorded a, a video which he posted on his YouTube channel uh, we went and got a workout in together and all that kind of stuff. So it was one of those, uh, you know, it was very eye opening and humbling because I, you know, if you want to call it, I looked up to him and all that kind of stuff. So to, to actually get to meet him, tell him my story and, you know, him say that it inspires him to do, to work harder as well. You know, it was, it was an awesome connection to make. And I'm, I'm forever grateful because, you know, if it wasn't for me stumbling onto his YouTube channel, uh, I don't know where I would be, honestly. I don't even know if I'd be the same weight. I don't know if I'd be alive. I don't know what would have happened, so I'm uh, forever grateful. That's awesome. Like, I, I think it's incredible. Like, also to be able to have that perspective that not only have you been inspired, but now you're actually inspiring people. And I, I know that from looking at your, your, your social media that there are people that see the work that you're doing and the consistency that you have and, and are drawing vast inspiration from that. Yeah. And that's, and that's honestly, that's the only reason why I share it. It's not, uh, it's not for follows. It's not for likes. It's not for any sort of attention except for the attention of if you do this and you get, you're consistent with it. I said consistent, not perfect. Cause I've not been perfect along this journey. You can do this. It just takes consistency. It takes trial and error. And it, I, I'm living proof of it. And so that's the only reason I share it is to inspire others. Well, I, I have no doubt that you are, man. And what what haven't we talked about yet, Nick, that you think is, is important for someone out there who is, you know, the Nick of, of 2018 sitting there 350 pounds looking for that inspiration? Like, what are the things you think that person needs to hear? I want you to know you're not alone. Um, there are plenty of us who have been there, done that, have come out of it and lost the weight. But that food that you're finding comfort in for seconds or minutes is doing more harm to your body than you want to accept. Uh, sometimes it's hard to face the truth. Sometimes it's hard to face reality. But the reality of it is, is that you might be at a point in your life that if you don't change it and save it, 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 it might be over. I don't know who you are, 
But if you're listening to this, I want you to know I believe in you. And so I want you to believe in yourself. And you just need to start. It just starts with walking. just starts with eating a little healthier. Not even a lot healthier, just a little. I always tell people who ask me, you know, if I if they say, Nick, how do I lose weight? I go, okay, do you eat candy? And they go, yeah, I eat about a snick. I eat a Snickers a day. I said, okay, for this week, try eating three quarters of a Snickers this week a day. Now, once you, you get comfortable with eating three quarters of a Snickers, great. Go to half a Snickers, then go to one quarter, then go to none. Don't graduate. You don't have to go cold turkey overnight into this thing because that will set you up to fail because you'll miss your other foods too much. Just gradually cut back on the unhealthy stuff and build healthy habits. And I believe in you. I, I think that's fantastic advice. I think a lot of times people don't even have a consciousness about what they're doing and what they're eating and what they're drinking. Like I, I think about the people that I've worked with who, when we do kind of that initial assessment of like, what do you eat in a week? And they're not even conscious of, of the number of calories they're drinking from sodas and juices and punches and, and all of those things. Like, some of those small changes can really add up. Yeah, and that's the thing is you just you uh it it it's not the funnest thing in the world, but I I would say I would highly recommend to at least read labels. You know, if you're not going to weigh your food or measure it to an exact serving, at least read what you're eating so that if you're if you are eating or drinking it, you still know what you're consuming. Uh, because of, uh, there's a lot of juices out in the world. Uh, that have more sugar than soda, like a naked juice has just as much sugar as uh, a soda does, if not maybe more, depending on which one you drink. You wouldn't know that if you didn't look at the label because it's perceived as quote unquote healthy. So it's just making making the effort to make sure you're consuming something healthy because uh, you can I mean, you could literally drink a day's worth of calories and not even know it. And the other thing that I would recommend to somebody is understanding that hunger feels the same as it's not as it's not as bad as it sounds but it feels bad at, or it feels exactly the same as dehydration that's why after you leave the buffet and you've consumed 6000 or 8000 calories and you're still hungry i guarantee you're thirsty you're not hungry you're thirsty so that's why it's i i aim before i even eat the first meal of the day i have had to have drinking at least if not half, but three quarters of a gallon of water before I eat my first meal so that I know, okay, I am hungry at this point. This is my body telling me I'm hungry. And that's just another one of those practices that I've put in place to where, um, you know, with me getting up, I go, I have a new work schedule right now. I start my shift at 5 a.m. now versus 7 a.m. So I have to be to the gym shortly after 3 a.m. to get my workout in. By the first time I have my first meal around 9 a.m., I have already almost drinking a full gallon of water to make sure I am not thirsty, that I am hungry. That's definitely a smart piece of advice that I think a lot of people are missing. Uh, those, well, two nuggets there, really. One is reading labels is so important. I, I think most people don't. I think they even go by – I even see it you know, in the keto sphere, people buying products that just say keto on the label without looking at what they're putting into their body and, and not actually thinking about what they're actually eating or consuming. and. You know, thirst and thirst and hunger being so tightly linked is another piece that I, I think we just no one ever teaches us that. You know, that's not it's it's funny that these there's a lot of these lessons that we all come to commonly through different pathways that 
no one, no, not a lot of people talk about. And so I think those are, those are some really solid nuggets for you to give to people, man. And Nick, if, if people want to kind of keep getting nuggets from you and, and see what's going on with your journey and be inspired, where do they find you? Um, well, I'm mostly, I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, it's just Nick puts in work. Uh, it's spelt exactly how it sounds. N I C K puts in work. Um, that's mostly where you can find me. I do have a YouTube channel. I don't post there as much because I don't have, uh, the time or the setup to do it. Um, also on Twitter, but once again, sparsely post there, but it's mostly, it's mostly the Instagram that I, I focus on right now because I can, uh, effectively do it while at work or something like that doesn't take too much time away from my family. So I, I love posting my stuff there. Uh, I'm open to if you want to DM me questions, I respond as fast and as often as I can. Uh, but no, I appreciate it. Definitely. And I'll make sure in the show notes are the, are the links for people to be able to track you down man, and, and, and get on board with the work that you're doing and see what changes they can make for themselves. I think that's awesome. And and I appreciate you you coming on the show and being willing to kind of share that experience that you've had. And it's great to hear what's coming ahead this year for you. I, I have no doubts you're going you're gonna to see those abs peaking by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on here. I, I love telling the story from a, a, a different aspect of you know, somebody who maybe didn't uh, hit like a super high weight, but somebody who's been overweight their whole life and then had to um, change lifelong habits uh, in a short period of time to correct the course before I spiraled down. So I appreciate you allowing me to tell that story. Oh, for sure, man. And I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your questions? I bring it on. Okay, so here we go, Nick. Question number one. Tell us, Nick, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Favorite fat guy? Uh, Andre the Giant. I like it. And you being 6'5", I, I assumed it was going to be a tall guy. So I think that makes a lot of sense. There you go, man. Question number two, Nick. What is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? That true happiness is not found in food. I like it. I think that that's simple and to the point. Question number three. You, you started to, to answer. I think you've answered this one really well already, Nick. But if there's someone out there listening and it's Friday, you know, we're recording this on a Friday. It's Friday, noon PST, you know, three o'clock on the, on the East Coast, wherever everyone else is across the country. You know, do the time zone math for yourself. If there's one thing that they can do right now to get themselves started. I would say once again, uh, I would honestly go down to your cupboards right now and anything that is super unhealthy, throw it in the garbage. Get rid of it now while you still can and while you're thinking about it. Because if you're thinking about making a change, that means you want to do something about it. So you need to take action immediately and show to yourself that you want to do something i love it man nick question number four what is something about yourself that you love i love i'm i'm just a i'm just a caring person i literally care about everybody no matter what your stance is in life no matter what your views are you are a human being you are a life that is worth living and I am going to treat you with the most 
up due respect, no matter what our differences are. And I just love that about myself to where I, I just love everybody. That's awesome, man. And question number five, Nick, what is one goal? We talked about some of your, your fitness and health goals for the next year. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not weight loss, fitness, or health related? Uh, me and my wife or for our son, you know, we're going to try and get a house. And so my goal is to work hard to get us into that house. I, I'm going to use the work ethic that I've, I've built for this weight loss journey though. And I'm going to put it to work in real life terms of far as getting us that house and doing literally whatever it takes. So I have no doubts that you're going to, you're going to make that goal, man. That's, that's a, it seems right in line with the work you've been doing and right in line with your purpose as, as the human being you've wanted to become. So I think that sounds awesome. So Nick, I want to say thank you one more time for coming on the show. I appreciate you. I know you got a busy schedule, so I appreciate you finding the time to talk to us. Thank you again, man, for coming. Yeah, I just appreciate the, the invitation and I appreciate everybody for listening to this. I, I have no doubts. And like I said, everyone, your, Nick's contact information will be in the show notes if you want to track him down. You can also find me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto, on Twitter at GourmetGoesKeto. And if you are interested in working with me as a coach, and whether that's on a weight loss journey or uh, working on, on your mindset and just kind of seeing where your path is taking you, you can find that information at theketoroad.com. Once again, my friends, thank you for coming to the Fat Guy Forum. Go out there today. Do something to amaze yourself because you truly are amazing people. And then come back and catch us for the next episode. Thank you.